Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Something About Sports right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Chip Hazard. I'm Roger Sierra. And ladies and gentlemen, today we are going to have a official recap of the 2021 NFL Draft. Um, it just took place this past week, Thursday, Friday, and then the weekend, obviously. A lot of uh, teams made their selections of the future of the NFL and we're definitely going to be talking about that. Um, I guess we'll kick it off with, I guess, the first overall pick with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson. Obviously, I think we all kind of had a feeling this was going to be the the pick. Am I correct on that one? Oh, yeah. 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 But, I mean, I mean, he didn't want to go there, though, so. No, he didn't. But, I mean, he was the unanimous number one overall pick. Uh, so he was either, you know, when we were talking last year over the season, he was either going to Jacksonville or uh, New York. Right. Anyway, uh, the Jets. Yeah. Um, I don't know, with Urban Meyer being the head coach and with him having such a track record of, you know, getting the best out of his quarterbacks, I mean, I mean, this is a guy made Tim Tebow's offense look good. So let's not forget about that. Um, right. That offense was stout to begin with. Right. But, but you well, also have to remember that Urban Meyer has never coached in the NFL. That is true. That is So it's a big, big difference. <clears throat> um, but definitely Trevor Lawrence definitely getting uh, the opportunity, which Trevor Lawrence, for people who don't know this, Trevor Lawrence has been undefeated through his high school and his college, you know, de- playing days. Uh, incorrect. He lost two games in college. No, he didn't play no, those games. He yeah, he didn't play those games. He has a start is undefeated. Yeah, every start he has is undefeated. He remember one. They've year. got him listed. They got him listed as a two-loss quarterback. Really? Because every yes. every yeah. everything like his seen. team did lose, but yeah, he officially has not lost a start. His team did lose while he was on the team. Yeah, because he because I remember one one game he couldn't play because he had COVID. Yeah, he and then and then the other game, um, he was out. Well, that, for yeah, that was twenty twenty in twenty nineteen, um, he lost a game. So he's listed at fourteen and one in twenty nineteen and nine and one in twenty twenty. But is that the, um, is that is that is, but is and, that, and that's his starting record or is that his starting team his, his his uh game started thirty six. His overall, he he played forty games total, started thirty six. His his starting record is thirty four and two. Hmm. Okay, then I guess then I guess they consider because he played in the game and didn't start the game that it was still considered a loss. Okay, I don't know. Um, nevertheless, um, no, that's still weird because everybody said that his that him as a player is it was undefeated. Everybody did. Yeah, he's he's thirty and four and two in college. Nevertheless, first round, first overall pick, he's definitely going to have a challenge again playing in Jacksonville. Let's just hope that Urban Meyer can put an offensive line around him to protect him and a defense that can hold up their end of the bargain. Moving on uh, to the New York Jets, they pick up Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU, um, which I did not realize before we started recording that BYU is an independent. I why they're I, I, I thought they were part of the Mountain West Conference. Silly me. Um, what do you guys think about Zach Wilson going to the Jets? Um, uh, I'm not surprised. I'm I'm not surprised, but I also don't think he's going to be the uh, the world breaker that they think. 
Um, <clears throat> I think that they uh, they should have kept Sam Darnold and opted for uh, a weapon for him, right? As a, as opposed to trading him and getting an all new quarterback that still has no weapons, right? And hopefully, if, if, when we look further into the draft, maybe we, they may pick some weapon up throughout the draft. Because, I mean, I don't really know if there's any big-time free agent wide receivers that's left out there for them to grab. But, you know, might get somebody here in this draft. Who knows? Um, moving on. Now, from from all the talks that I've heard from different shows, the number three and the number four spots were the spots that were very interesting for a couple of reasons. The the, first of all, with the third overall pick, the San Francisco 49ers selected Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State. Now, this well, they traded up for it. Yeah, they traded up for it via the trade with, with Miami, Miami uh, which was also from the Houston trade with, with Larry Tunsil. So, six degrees of separation, you know, 49ers got the third spot. Miami moves back to six. Um, but they, nevertheless, they pick up Trey Lance at the quarterback position. And there was a debate whether which quarterback was actually going to get taken. If it was going to be Trevor Lance, if it was going to be um, uh, Justin Fields, if it was going to be Mac Jones, there was a whole lot of talking about which quarterback was going to get taken in this third spot. And, you know, they feel like Trey Lance would probably be. So does that mean that Jimmy G's time in New, Eng- in New England, in San Francisco is coming to an end? Uh, I would say that that Jimmy G is on borrowed time. Um, I, I think Jimmy G will probably be the starter, and he'll end up losing that job to Trey Lance at some point. Roger during the season. Um, yeah, I agree with uh, Chip on that. That Trey Lance will most likely get to start eventually. Um, maybe a smooth transition. Hopefully, nothing like the Tua Fitzpatrick situation we had. Yeah. Right. Oh, definitely, definitely. <clears throat> um, now, uh, real quick, um, a key note about Trey Lance is in 2019 he won the Walter Payton uh, Award and the Jerry Rice Award. Yes. So yeah, definitely two big distinguished honors. Uh, the Jerry Rice Award, for those of you who don't know, is an annual award that's given to the most outstanding freshman player in NCAA Division One football. So. I mean, if you outstanding freshman, then bam, obviously, you know. I thought he was Division Two, though. No, nah, I think uh, North Dakota State is still a Division One school. Yep, they're a Division One. Yeah, uh, FCS football. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't know is North Dakota State plays in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. I didn't know that was a conference. Uh, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know until today. Yeah. We all learned something here on Movement Radio, ladies and gentlemen, especially something yes. about sports. The fourth pick now uh, with the Atlanta Falcons taking Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. Um, there was a lot of people – well, quick quick uh, keynote to this is that Kyle Pitts is now the highest selected tight end in the history of the NFL. So no tight end has gone higher than fourth overall in, the, in, in any draft. Um, and I'd be willing to bet no tight end ever goes higher than that. Oh, I, I guarantee you that. Uh, I guarantee they won't. But he had the perfect blend of size, skill, speed, route running, hand. Like I mean, he had he he's the complete package. A lot of uh, analysts believe that he is he is probably a transcending player. You know, a trans a transcendental player. 
um, from the standpoint that he will be the guy who will be that he could be the next Antonio Gates, the next Tony Gonzalez. That, I mean, they're already projecting him to be this guy. But going they, to the Atlanta Falcons, I'm sorry. I was going to say, literally on draft night, they were comparing him to Travis Kelsey, who is arguably the best tight end in the league. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I think, but see, and, but there was the question was, the, the, the big question going into it was, is Atlanta going to take the obvious best player that was left on the board, or are they going to look for Matt Ryan's replacement? And that's where the kind of like the question was like, what do you go with? And I honestly think that, I mean, you got Matt Ryan at least on lock for the next two years with all that money that you're paying him. You really want to have all that dead, that $40 million of dead money on the cap if you decide to let him go and go with somebody else. I mean, I would just ride Matt Ryan to the wheels fall off. And then once he either steps his game up and does what he's supposed to, because think about the lineup that Atlanta has now. It's Calvin Ridley. Julio Jones, Kyle Pitts. God, I don't even know who their running back is right now. Um, Todd Gurley. Todd, it's Todd Gurley. Is it, is it still Todd? Okay, well. God, so they have a, they have a super it. injured Todd, receiver, Todd, yeah, super injured running back. So they're pretty much going to rely heavily on Ridley and Pitts. Yeah, but Pitts is going to be blocking a lot because their line is trash. Yeah. Actually, uh, um, Todd Gurley is actually no longer on the team. Um, they're, it looks like their starting running back is going to be Cordell Patterson. Okay. So you got super old running back. Well, I thought yeah. Cordell Patterson was a, was a wide receiver. Oh, that's Cordero Patterson. Never mind. Oh yeah. Same last name, different player. All right. Um, so the next pick from the, for the, for the Cincinnati Bengals, they picked Jamar Chase wide receiver out of LSU, reuniting him with Joe Burrow. Um, so my maybe this will be the start of something in Cincinnati. How you guys feel about this one? I mean, he uh, Joe Burrow did start something in Cincinnati. He started them actually getting better. Yeah, uh, and I, I think <laughs> yeah, and I think reuniting him and Jamar Chase uh, it is good for the Bengals uh, because you have you now have a wide receiver who is very familiar with your quarterback uh, and the way he plays and his timing. Uh, in everything because they played you know college together and now they're going to play pros together um so i think you'll see jamar chase be a day one starter for uh the Bengals. absolutely they'll they'll definitely is aj green still with the Bengals or did he go no he's he's with the uh cardinals now okay yeah, yeah remember we talked about how they're getting everybody oh yeah because they, they're trying to re- revamp and they want they want to they want to get <clears throat> they're trying to be out. yeah yeah they're trying to be the tampa bay of the west white right um so the next one my Miami Dolphins pick up Jalen Waddle out of Alabama wide receiver um I'm not gonna lie I'm I wasn't mad about the pick because I knew that we needed weapons for Tua but at the same time I was kind of hoping they took Panay Sewell just because we wanted just because I wanted to have that big boy protection for Tua um but I'm not upset about this I mean I'm well, I mean, I'm happy with it, but they played they played college ball together, so it's it's literally uh another quarterback being reunited with a wide receiver. Uh you'll see Jalen Waddle be a day one starter in Miami. Yep. Uh he'll probably become 
very easily the number one wide receiver there in Miami because of the familiarity with uh, Tua. Right. Raj? Um, I mean, I agree. Uh, I think Panay Sewell would have probably been the smarter option to protect your younger quarterback. And, I mean, they they would have had years together and they would have been able to protect each other better. But giving yourself a weapon that you're familiar with doesn't hurt either. Um, I mean, don't really see them. Panay Sewell was the other choice, but Waddle doesn't – that's the only two teams – two people are going to see going there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only other option would have probably been Javon, uh, Devon Smith, but, but that didn't happen for, you know, reason. I guess they, they obviously people believe that Jalen Waddle was a better pro prospect than Smith was, which is probably well, why Smith didn't get that spot you know, at De- number six. Devonte Smith is the reigning Heisman trophy winner. And he even said, had Jalen Waddle played, uh, that senior year, then um, he would not have won the the Heisman Trophy. Jalen Waddle would have, right? So, I mean, so, that coming from the man that won that the won, trophy, right? So, I have high hopes and mediocre expectations. We'll find out. Now, the number seventh overall pick, the Detroit Lions. There was a lot of people who, on their mock drafts, had a quarterback selected for the Detroit Lions. I don't but see why. Well, I think the reason why is because not a whole lot of people had a whole lot of faith in um, Jared Goff, but they – Again, I don't um, see why. Right, it's right. stupid to not have faith in him. Right. Well, I think it's because – I mean, when you I, – I don't know. I, I, don't, I just go by what the mock draft says. But they ended up taking Panay Sewell at the number seven overall pick, uh, offensive tackle out of Oregon. And he is – I mean, if, you, if you're going to protect Jared Goff, then you definitely need – this big motherfucker to do it. I mean, I mean, I would have loved to have them in Miami, but Detroit, I mean, do what you mean. This man is now the primary protector bodyguard for Jared Goff. Like he needs to be the one who will hopefully, you know, like, I mean, a lot of people were comparing him to like Jonathan Ogden and, you know, Orlando Pace and guys like that. Like, that's a mess. That's some pretty big shoes to fill when you're talking about those guys, you know, some of the greatest of all time. Um, how are you guys feeling about this one particular one? Uh, I think it was probably the best pick for Detroit um, because I, they did need somebody to protect Jared Goff because, uh, I mean, Jared Goff is, is a, a pretty okay quarterback. I mean, just look what he did over there in um, LA, L.A. with the Rams. Right. <clears throat> you know, I mean, he was good there. Uh, they Him and uh, – Kyle Shannon, no, not Kyle Shannon. Uh, the hell is that young kid that's uh, the, Sean, Sean McVay? Yeah, Sean McVay. They just had a falling out. Because uh, he said he wanted know, to pipe his girlfriend or his wife or whatever. I mean, you know, as rumors would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, sir. Allegedly. Allegedly. Reportedly. Yeah. As as rumors would be. Supposedly, you know, yeah. It, it, Reportedly, it, golf, word. golf wanted to pipe, <laughs> you know, uh, golf wanted to give oh uh, oh oh McVeigh's uh, girlfriend the pipe, so you know, oh well, yeah man. McVeigh was like, man, you got to get up out of here, <laughs> <laughs> right? But at least now, Panay, you got Panay Sewell's going to be able to protect him in, in Detroit. Number eight, the Carolina Panthers select J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina, the son of former. New Orleans Saints wide receiver Joe Horn. So, 
I mean, how you guys feeling about this particular pick? I think it's weird that his son became a corner instead of a receiver. I know, right? I, yeah, I do find that um, interesting. Um, but, I mean, you know, Carolina, they needed to shoe up some holes in that secondary. And, yeah, uh, they were the worst in interception and yeah. also had the highest completion on them. So, yeah, they needed something out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, they got they got big J.C. Horn out there now. Uh, he should, you know, shoe up uh, at least a hole. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, the next one, and I'm the, uh, Roger's already going to get triggered. I can already – I can feel the tension through my computer – the, at number nine, the the Denver Broncos select Patrick Sartan Jr., cornerback out of Alabama with the number ninth overall pick. I mean, I get it. You want to boister your defense. You want your defense to be good. You got a good, you know, second generation prospect coming into the to, to the to the league. You know, you want to jump on that immediately. However, my personal opinion, Justin Fields was there. You know, if you're so unsure about your quarterback situation, maybe you should have taken a quarterback right there. But as later events transpired, I kind of understand why they didn't go with the quarterback in this draft. Um, Roger, if you want to just go ahead and just vent your frustration, go ahead. I mean, we haven't drafted well last few years anyway, so I don't know why I expect to start drafting smart. Um I mean, Justin Field was out there. Matt Jones was out there. Let's don't get either one of them. Let's get Patrick Sertain after signing two corners in the offseason already. So, you know, that just makes more sense. Chip? Right. I, I mean, I, I, I guess if, if you want to boister the defense, then, you know, this is a good pick. But uh, before you boister your defense, maybe you need to have a, a halfway decent offense. And the Broncos just don't have that right now. No. Um, but I mean, if they wanted to bolster their defense, they just signed two corners. Why not get Michael Parsons for the inside? Right, right. Th- that's what I'm saying. Like this pick. <laughs> uh, the the only thing about this pick that makes sense is the rumor that they literally picked him to to use as trade bait. Uh, with the rumor going around that they're looking to trade Drew Locke, Patrick Sertain the second and some picks to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers, who does not want to be in Green Bay any longer. Right. I mean, that I mean they they've been at at, at at odds with each other for plenty of years. Uh and I think it all pretty much started it was all cemented last year when the Green Bay Packers moved up into the draft to uh draft Jordan Love at quarterback. Which I think is weird that he had the best season of his career out of spite pretty much. Right. Like, it's just ridiculous to me. Like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to prove to them they messed up. And they're still like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, because yeah, they, they literally, uh, the Packers, uh, literally just after um, Rodgers came out and, like, hyped up this receiver that they had as, you know, this is my go-to guy. He's the best that we got. And then they they release him. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams? No, not Devontae Adams. Uh, who was that kid's name? Um, hold on just a second. Yeah, let him look up, look that up real quick. Like, Devontae Adams is the best receiver. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, I mean, some people would even make it. I mean, I wouldn't make the argument, but there's some people that would make the argument that Devontae Adams is a top five receiver in the league right now. You yeah, know, he's definitely top five. Right, five. I was going to go as far as to say there are some people who feel like he's the best wide receiver in the league. I'm not going to go that far. He's definitely top five. I wouldn't say he's the yeah, best. His name is not Travis Kelsey. So, well, Travis Kelsey's a tight end. I mean, if we're going just strict, he wide is receiver. the best receiver in the league. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I'll give it to you then. I, I mean, I, I, he's not wrong. I was just talking about in terms of receivers. I mean, a tight end's a whole nother animal, you know. Um, but anyway, um, so while Chip's looking that up, um, we'll move on to the number 10 overall pick. Um, the, the Eagles did something smart. Yeah, the Eagles did something smart and drafted uh, Heisman Trophy winner uh, Devontae Smith out of Alabama. Um, well, we don't want to talk about the trade that happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, originally, this was supposed to be the Dallas Cowboys, but then Philadelphia moved up to they allowed the allowed an interconference trade. Yeah. Which is almost unheard of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you think, <laughs> like, well, what's Jerry Jones doing? Or what's what's Mike McCarthy doing? You know, I guess they I guess they had the I guess they had the belief that their guy would still be there at number 12, I guess. Um, I mean, they also, by the way, that uh, the guy I was talking about is Jake Kumaro. I've never even heard of him. Yeah, me neither. Uh, well, he signed with the the Bengals as an undrafted free agent in 2015. Uh, spent three seasons bouncing around uh, their practice squad. After a two-week stint in New England practice squad in 2017, he landed with the Packers. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers uh, came to the forefront of the NFL news when he uh, said that the the lightly used journeyman wide receiver out of the University of Wisconsin would become a prominent player, huh? So, okay, yeah, there you go. All right, but but like what were we saying about uh, Devontae Smith, Chip? How do you feel about this one, particularly with the Eagles getting him? Uh, I mean, I th- I think it was uh, very smart for the Eagles. Um, once again, for the third time in this draft, it it reunited a quarterback and their wide receiver. Um, Jalen Hurts uh, played at Alabama with Devontae Smith. Uh, so you get more familiarity there with the Eagles. Uh, Devontae Smith obviously going to be a day one starter. Uh, probably, I don't even know what other receivers the Eagles have right now. So the he's one they drafted probably, last year. Um guy, why, whatever his name is. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's it. That's all I really know. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah. Here, here, who they have on oh, the. Jalen uh, Rager, JJ. Yes. Yeah, Arcega Whiteside. Yeah. Travis Fulgham, John Hightower, Jalen Rieger. They just, uh, just added Devontae Smith, Khalil Tate, Greg Ward, and, uh, Quez Watkins, yeah, Quez Watkins, something yeah. like that. Yeah, they have a lot of young receivers. They probably got right. they probably got the youngest receiving core in the league right now, in terms of just pure you know age and you know years in the league. That being said, we're going to talk about the number eleven overall pick, which was a trade that the Chicago Bears made with the New York Giants, moving up. Damn near nine spots up to number eleven 
and getting Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio State. Um, so reminiscent of their last time of trading up to get a quarterback, except this one's a smart play. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. If, for those of you unfamiliar with, with what Roger is talking about there, the last time the, the Chicago uh, Bears moved up in the draft to draft a quarterback, they ended up drafting his favorite player, Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, over. In the same over. Draft, yeah. In the <laughs> same draft where the Kansas City Chiefs moved up to draft Patrick Mahomes boy, and in the same draft that the Houston Texans drafted Deshaun Watson. Who they also traded up to get. Yes. Yeah. Could you imagine? And I know this we're, we're dealing with this draft, but could you imagine hypothetically had the Bears moved up in the draft to draft either Watson or Mahomes, how different the landscape of the NFL would look right now? Yeah, because um, uh, the the Bears will still suck because they don't know how to yeah, coach. I was gonna... Matt Nagy's not a good coach. Not a mm-hmm. good guy getting potential out. He's a good schemer, but he's not good at getting potential out. Okay. Chip? I was waiting on talk. <laughs> no, I mean, it, I, I, I agree 100% with Roger there. Okay. Uh, he, he, no matter had he had they drafted up and got Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes would not have a, a uh, Super Bowl ring right now. Uh, Deshaun Watson wouldn't be arguably the second best, you know, 1A, 1B quarterback young quarterback in the nfl even though he's not going to be playing um <laughs> yeah we'll talk about that here in a second uh you know it, it, those two dynamic quarterbacks they 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 would have like really really floundered there in chicago because like roger said they just don't know how to use their talent properly yeah well let's hopefully hopefully let's wish that they actually do utilize Justin Fields to the best of his potential. Let's hope. Um, at the number 12 spot, the Dallas Cowboys drafted uh, Mika Parsons, linebacker Micah. out of – Micah, I'm sorry, Mika, Micah yeah. Parsons, out of uh, Penn State linebacker, uh, which was from the San Francisco 49ers via the Miami and Philadelphia. So I think with Sean Lee uh, retiring – it makes sense for them to get a linebacker. Um, a lot of people said that as to, in terms of defensive players, you know, he was kind of like that under-the-radar player that would probably end up in a good situation. I think he'll end up in a good situation in Dallas. What about you guys? Uh, I mean, he's a really good zone-ass blitzer, um, so he's good at dropping back and reading and knowing when to run. Um, so him being in the interior is really going to help them, but then again, this is Dallas having the worst score defense uh, because they have uh, Mike McCarthy of the court, uh, the coach. So it's a good pick for them, but it's not going to do much. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. From there, we go to number thirteen, the Los Angeles Chargers getting Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle out of Northwestern. And this is a smart pick from the standpoint that you get to protect Justin Herbert. Because he's going to need protection this upcoming season, and I think it was a smart play. What do you guys think? Oh yeah, it's definitely a smart play. I mean, young, young blind, young quarterback—they're going to grow together. Uh, I mean, I think that the Chargers are going to be a threat here in the next four or five years. 
Right. Uh, 100%. I, I agree. Um, you know, I mean, the only thing that they could have done is maybe, maybe grabbed a receiver. Although their receivers are, are pretty good. You know, they got Keenan Allen, Jalen Guyton, KJ Hill, John Hurst, uh, to name a few. Right. Uh, you know, so, so getting that, uh, offensive tackle to, uh, <clears throat> protect Justin Herbert. I, I think that was a good, good deal. Right. And then at number 14, the New York Jets trade up again to, uh, I'll say again, they trade up because I'm sure they traded up again multiple times in this draft. They traded up from, let's see, where were they at? Let me look here and see. They, they were, they did have at 23. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Again, nine spots to draft Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive guard out of the University of Southern California. And, I mean, if you're going to have a young quarterback, you're going to have to have some offensive linemen protect him. And if this is where they're going to go, I mean, I think, honestly, I mean, it was 1A, 1B between as far as, you know, because a lot of people were talking about Slater and Vera Tucker and we all knew Panay Sewell was the best offensive tackle in this draft. There's no doubt about it. The best lineman in the draft. But that number two spot, in far as far as like lineman goes, Slater and Tucker were kind of interchangeable in a sense. But I do think that the Jets made the right call here by getting an offensive guard. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, I would say it was it was smart of them. You know, they just drafted the the young quarterback, so now they got somebody to you know, guard for him. Um, so that'll be good. It'll, it'll be interesting to see where they place uh, Vera Tucker though, uh, whether they're going to put him on the, the right side or the left side. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he played both in college. Uh, he was kind of one of those interchangeable uh, left guard, right guard. Yeah. That's so. the type of player, but that's the type of guard that you need. One that can play both sides, you know, uh, yes and no. Um, cause you, you, what you really want is a specialist, you know, somebody, especially on your, your blind side, uh, you want that, that specialist, not somebody who is that Swiss army knife, obviously, you know, cause you, you want them to be the, the best at that position, not good at two positions. Okay. I see what you're saying. Roger, what about you? Um, I'm sort of with Chip on this. Um, I mean, it's still a smart pick overall. Um, we do have to wait to see what the game plan is overall. Um, but I, I, I guess the Jets are now starting to make smarter decisions. And, I mean, I don't know if they needed to jump up to get him, though. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure he was on very many people's radar in the first round. I mean the only I mean the only other linemen were all tackles. He was the only guard taken, I think, in the first round, was he not? Yeah, he was the only I think he was the only guard taken, yeah. Yes, I mean and I mean Minnesota's who they traded with and they went for an offensive tackle also, and then the only other one was the Raiders. So I mean they could have sat on that one really. Uh, yeah, would you, would you have maybe a possibly went for another playmaker, like maybe a wide out or maybe a defensive maybe a defensive player? No, I still would have gone for the for Vera Tucker, but I wouldn't have traded up because I mean, you think he, you think he would have still been there at yeah uh, at twenty three yeah yeah, yeah okay. I definitely think he would have been there at twenty three okay 
All right, so speaking of AFC East, the very next team we're going to talk about is the good old New England Patriots picking at 15, Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. It is the I think this is the, the highest that Bill Belichick has ever picked a quarterback in his tenure because the last quarterback that got picked by New England in the first round was, I think, Drew Bledsoe back in 1993. Uh, and obviously, Bill Belichick wasn't the coach of the uh, Patriots in 1993. Um, but Can we talk about how Bill Belichick literally did not have to do any trades, did not have to jump up, did not have to do anything, and still got himself the quarterback that he wanted? Right. Well, there was there was I was I was listening to one um, – uh, the one it was it wasn't a, it was like a live feed that they were doing on I think it was I can't remember if it was CBS or whatever it was I think it was just an ESPN thing, um, but they were talking about like oh Bill Belichick's doing some weird ass mind this Jedi mind trick to get everybody to not pick the quarterback that he wants or something like that because originally the idea was okay Justin Fields is going to end up dropping down to New England, um, but of course you know no one was expecting the Bears to make the trade up to get Justin Fields. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think does Mac Jones make sense in this? Absolutely, because you don't know how well Cam Newton's going to play this upcoming season. I, I think Mac Jones was the the best player available for New England and the Bill Belichick system. Um, a lot of people have compared him to a young Tom Brady, uh, which is, I mean, that's huge in itself because you know. Tom Grady, Tom, uh, Tom Grady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady is the bird, you know, best in recent discussion. Right. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, and, and I think Mac Jones will, I, I don't think he's going to be a day one starter. Uh, no. I think Cam Newton's going to be that day one starter and that starting position is Cam Newton's to lose. Uh, I, I think Belichick, you know, drafted Mac Jones to just kind of sit and learn the playbook and next year, that's his team, right? Um, Roger, what about you, buddy? Like, uh, like I said before, like, I'm just surprised that this even happened. Like, there was other teams that needed a quarterback, mine included. I, I don't get it. I mean, it just doesn't make sense, right? Well, how he still managed <laughs> to get a quarterback, like, it doesn't make sense. The Jedi mind trick, man. <laughs> um. But but I was listening to, um, um, I think it was Speak for Yourself on uh, FS1. I, I of course I don't watch it. I mean I listen to it on the uh, on my phone on the way on the way home from work one day. And Are you um, texting and driving? What you're saying? No no no. I play it before I start driving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, nah, I don't do that shit. Um, but no, um, I think it was Levar Arrington who made the statement that there's a difference between a takeaway and a turnover, but they both yield the same result. A takeaway is when the defense forces the ball into into their hands, and a and a turnover is when the ball is just given away. We no one thinks that Mac Jones is going to take the starting job away from Cam Newton, but Cam Newton may possibly give the starting job away to Mac Jones. If Cam Newton plays the way he played last year, and the fact that he lost four out of his six games, and in those, I think. Three of those games, he lost by more than 20 points. And in those three games, he had like seven interceptions. Like, if he plays that bad, then, yeah, it's going to be Mac Jones's, you know, team from that point. But forward. the thing is, Cam Newton didn't play bad. His team played bad. 
his receivers were trash and his running backs were literally second to him when it came to running. Yeah, but you still, yeah, but he still threw seven interceptions in like eight games, though. Like, but he had these. I mean, when, one game he when your receivers don't, when your receivers don't run the right route, I mean, well, and you also got to remember that Cam Newton is not the the ideal quarterback for Bill Belichick. No, he doesn't fit that that scheme at all. Mac Jones is his perfect quarterback right now, but Cam which is Newton- why I would have drafted him and. Then traded around and got something from them. Yeah, but 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 I think we can all agree that Cam Newton has not been the same Cam Newton since his MVP season. He has not been to that level. Uh, I mean, the, the last two years he had Christian McCaffrey, they were amazing together. Yeah, but can you say that was more Cam or more Christian McCaffrey? Uh, I think it was him having to finally having a good running back again. I mean, I can't name the receivers for that team, but I can definitely <laughs> tell you who the running back was. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So and I mean, from, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, and you look at um, the receivers on the, um, Patriots. the Patriots now. You've got Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers, Trey Nixon, Gunnar Oslinski, uh, Matthew Slater, Devin Smith, Kirsten Wilkerson, and Isaiah Zuber. Uh, and you couple that with tight ends hunter henry and john new smith i don't care about the other ones because those are your two Starters. tight ends right yeah, <laughs> yeah. right so you know. so new england literally in the offseason started stacking up better players for the guy they were going to draft mm-hmm. i'll tell you this now they're not on a scheme with cam newton they're the scheme was mac jones yeah. so basically it's like again fucking bill belichick with the jedi mind trick on everybody <laughs> so i mean you know that's the thing maybe you either (laughs) most most of the time you either want to play for the best coach or the best team uh and right now i mean the best coach is arguably bill belichick nobody has more rings right that is the truth but definitely not the best team right now no absolutely not no no that i mean arguably that would be tampa bay yeah, them or um, Kansas City. Correct. Yeah, that's about absolutely. it. But yeah. <laughs> um. So the next team we're going to talk about at the number sixteen spot is the Arizona Cardinals, and they got. Uh, you mean the Houston Cardinals? Yeah. Right. Okay, the Arizona Texans. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Zayvon Collins. I think I pronounced that name correctly. Zayvon Collins. That's correct. Uh, linebacker out of Tulsa, who was the twenty twenty um, Bronco. Uh, that trophy thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I, I know I butchered the hell out of that, and I'm not even going to try. <laughs> it, it's it's Nagurski. There you go. Yeah, and the Chuck the uh, Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in there. Leave it in there. He said the, the he said the Bronco. Yeah, that trophy thingy. <laughs> that trophy thingy. I'm like, what? <laughs> Is the trophy for the best defensive player in the AWA or the FWAA or whatever by by the by the uh, Football Writers Association of America? So yeah, that's what they did. Uh, this is an amazing <laughs> pick for them. This is actually might be the uh, a slept upon pick in the draft because mm-hmm. they weren't really talking much about it. But I think this is actually going to help that 
Cardinal team that likes to blow leads at the end of every game that we saw a lot last season. Ab- ab- mm-hmm. Absolutely. They, and they definitely need defensive help without a doubt, uh, which of course picking up JJ Watt was definitely an upgrade at all. At, at, uh, um, <laughs> sorry, Chip. No, but okay. So, but here's my thing. Here's my thing. I love JJ Watt. Okay. Uh, but was it really an upgrade? J.J. Watt has been so injury-prone the last three to four years of his career. I mean, he has he he's definitely not the defensive player of the year that he was, you know. Uh, but, even, but I, I think it's going to be more his, like, leadership ability. Exactly. Yeah. I, and I will, I will give you that 100%. Uh, but, I mean, last season he only had, what, four – or five sacks. Yeah, and he really didn't have many tackles for losses either. I mean, he was getting them at the line or right behind. But I just think, I mean, I think his injuries are so compounded. Like, he's not really telling us the extent of pain he's in. Yeah. You could tell he's in a ton of pain. He had five sacks and and 14 tackles for loss. Yeah, Uh, which is not a good J.J. year at all. Uh, 2019, he had four sacks, four tackles for loss. Uh, 2018... He had 16 sacks and 18 tackles for loss. Uh, now, yeah. obviously, 16 and 17, those uh, he was injured those uh, two years. So he had one and a half sacks and four tackles for loss between the two seasons. But he only played eight games. Yeah, like, like I'm saying, I think I think he's now, like his body is, is not there like anymore. Like he's in a lot of pain. Um, and a lot of these young guys are stronger than what he is now because his uh-huh. body's just not at that level. But I just think his guidance and mentorship, I mean, he's going to be one of those defensive leaders. I mean, I don't see him being the captain or anything, but I do see him being like second or third voice in command. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, and also you got to look at, I mean, look at the team that's there in Arizona right now. Um, I mean, yeah, you just picked up Collins, but, you know, but you also got to look at, you know, you also have Jordan Phillips, you know, on that line. You also have uh, uh, just on that defense, you know, you got Buda Baker, who a lot of people still say he's – which he – if he's not the best free safety in the in the game, he's getting up there. He's definitely in the top five of the free safety category. They just signed Malcolm Butler. You know, they still have, uh, you know, Chase Whitaker um, – Dante Thompson. So yeah, they so they have a good makeup of team. Uh, uh, they got a good uh, nucleus, and Chandler Jones is still there as well. So they have a good nucleus on the defense. Can can the majority of the team stay healthy? That's going to be the uh, the question I think for Arizona, especially on the defense. Um, but moving on from that, at the number seven. Oh wow! Hold on, just, this just crossed me. Uh, so. You know who the backup for Kyler Murray is? Uh-uh. Former Washington football team quarterback, Colt McCoy. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. I forgot they got him there. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I did not know that uh, he was just signing the offseason. So. All, yeah, all, I, the Chips like, players are going, <laughs> all the Chips' favorite players are going to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Who do we need left to go over there for you, man? Who do we need? Uh, uh, Resign uh, Deshaun Watson. Resign Vince Young. Get in, get him over there as the third stringer, maybe. Uh, no, um, no. There's Young. still there's still <laughs> tons there's still tons of um, analysts saying that uh, Deshaun Watson's going to Miami. Uh, 
if not this season, next season, uh, that there there will be a trade between Miami and uh, Houston, uh, and it may be at this point they're looking at it being just a, a straight trade to a four Deshaun. I don't know, man. After just drafting Waddle for Tua, yeah, that one. I don't. Hey, look. I don't know, man. I I don't see Deshaun Watson playing football this season, and I think next season he'll wind up as a uh, a backup, kind of like the the Mike Vick situation. Deshaun going uh, to Green Bay is more believable right now than him going to Miami because Aaron wants out, Deshaun wants out. Fuck it, flip him. You know. Yeah, but. I I mean Deshaun's not going to play football this year for <laughs> oh, no, any team. No, no, he, he, no, he's not. Not with what's going on now. No, absolutely Mm-mm. not. Um, that being said, though, let's move on to number seventeen. The Las Vegas Raiders taking Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle, again out of Alabama. A lot of Alabama players getting picked in the first round. What do you guys think about this? I think, it was, I think it was seven for Alabama in the first round. Uh, eight. It was eight. eight. Okay. They had ten total. Eight. Uh, or eight between the the first two rounds. And then two in the sixth. Right. So, all right. So, um, Alex, Lerner. I don't, I don't understand this pick um, at all. I, I, I really don't understand why the the Raiders picked Alex Leatherwood. There, there were so many other options uh, that they could have gotten. Uh, they could have got Quiddy Pay. They could have taken uh, Najee Harris. You know, I, I this pick baffles me. But we're also talking about John Gruden, so. It's because he's a better run and uh, run blocker than any other pass blocker, and with them having you know Joe uh, Jacobs, I mean, and it's it just makes sense. It makes sense to me in that situation where he's going to create um, good blocks and holes for him, because uh, we know that they're really dependent on the run game more than anything because they don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. Right. It was definitely a smart pick um, from the standpoint of if you are going to boister your running game, then it's definitely the better pick. Yeah. Oh wow. They just signed Kenyon Drake as well. Who the Raiders did? Yes. Oh yeah, they're they're definitely bolstering that running game. Yeah, that's this is actually it, it. It doesn't make sense when it happened, but like when I've looked into it, it and how good Alex Leatherwood actually is in the like to be in a run blocker, yeah. I'm like, okay, this makes sense because okay. they're not going to depend on their passing; they're going to depend on no. their running a lot this year. But we still don't know if their quarterback's going to be Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, or Nathan Peterman. Yeah, there's definitely not going to be no Nathan Peterman. <laughs> I don't even know why he is like, it doesn't make sense whatsoever. Yeah. Like, how does he have, Nathan, a, how does he have a job? Nathan Peterman is in the. Don't go there, Talon. Shut up. Anyway. Um, no, no. So it's it's funny because his touchdown to interception ratio is three touchdowns to 12 interceptions. And I think he threw like four of those back to back to back to back. In a game against the uh, uh, the fucking Buffalo Bills, they benched. I remember he, this game. He was, they he played for Buffalo. No, 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 not Buffalo. Uh, fucking, no, no, not Buffalo. Jacksonville. That's what it was. Jacksonville. Because I remember oh, he was Buffalo. <laughs> no, no, yeah, he played for Buffalo. Tyrod Taylor got benched. Uh, Nathan Peterman came in and threw legit threw three interceptions because he threw two of them to Jalen Ramsey. And then the coach was like, well, Tyrod, you want to go back in? He goes, nope, you pick Peterman. Go ahead. Finish it out. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a G, that's, that's a G move. I would have done the same thing. Like, who? Who? <laughs> Actually, 
actually that was go back in? against it was against the Chargers. So oh, I just the found Chargers? It. Yeah, I on November fifteenth. On November fifteenth, two thousand seventeen, Peterman's when it was named the Bills starting quarterback for the team's week eleven game against the Chargers due to Taylor's struggle. During the game, Peterman threw five interceptions in the first half and was relieved by Taylor at the start of the second half. His five interceptions tied an NFL record for the most thrown in a player's first career start. Oh, God in heaven. Who was the other guy that was that bad? Jamarcus Russell? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say. but Jamarcus Russell couldn't keep the ball in the field. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, I mean, it took him 25 throws. But anyway. That being said, um, move on to number 18. The Miami Dolphins select Jalen Phillips, defensive end, out of the U, University of Miami. Um, hey, anything that's going to boister the defense, I am all for it. Um, Christian Wilkins being on the line, uh, Emmanuel Ogba on the line, like Raheem Davis, like uh, Benito Jones, like they are boistering their defensive line because they still want to have that that – that they, they they still want to be the number one scoring defense in the in the game again, you know. Um they fizzled out toward the end last year, sadly, because we ran into a fucking buzzsaw that's known as the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills are just were on a whole nother level last year. Um how do you guys feel about this particular pick? Uh I mean, he's able to play either the end or the tackle because they put him in um tackle some during the season. Um He's just really good at excelling to get to the quarterback. Like, he's one of those guys that has this that great burst of speed, very powerful ed, edge rusher. Uh, I mean, this is a great pick for you guys, especially with um, your offseason trades and stuff like that. Yeah. Chip, what about you, Bubba? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, <clears throat> I think it's a good pick for you guys. You know, um, he – he actually sat the the whole 2019 season due to the NC trans NCAA transfer rules, which I think are trash. Absolutely. Anyway, yes, uh, because they they kind of pick and choose. You know, Justin Fields didn't have to sit because of the transfer rule, uh, because he w- like there was an agreement between the the coaches or whatnot. But then you have a guy like Joe Burrow who left. Uh, Ohio State and went to Louis or LSU, and he had to sit a season because of the transfer rule. I, I I don't understand it. They 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 either need to be steadfast with the rules or just just get rid of it. It's stupid. I think it's the dumbest it's rule stupid. ever. Yeah, I don't I don't understand the point of making yeah. them sit. Like what what does it benefit? Who does it? It doesn't benefit anybody in that situation. No. Uh. <clears throat> now the only problem that I have with this pick is that in December of 2018, he actually medically retired from football and then came back in 2020. So there, there is that question of, is he going to be able to go for a long period of time? Yeah. Um, Which I think if we, with the way Miami's scheme is right now, if they put him maybe at like an edge rusher and maybe like maybe do like the whole, I don't know if you do if you get if you put him at an edge rusher position, like maybe just right off you know the end. I mean he's or, he's listed as an outside linebacker, so okay. so that means uh, he could probably he, be more edge than uh, just outside. Yeah, but now he did finish the twenty twenty season with forty five tackles, eight sacks, and one interception, okay. uh, and he was a finalist for the Chuck Bernardrick award um so 
Yeah, so there's, so there's he, that. Right. But we'll definitely see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 19, the Washington football team select Jamin Davis, linebacker out of Kentucky. How do you guys feel about this pick? Um, I mean, Washington does have a bad uh, defense. They only really have Chase Young. <laughs> right. Um, and Ryan, so only, was, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. The only thing with Jamin Davis is that he's, like, his flaw is that he's not good at recognizing plays. Like, he gets, he drops back a lot, and he does zone reads, but he doesn't read well. He just, and, like, he waits for the move to be made instead of trying to anticipate the move. Um, right. But he's, I mean, he's fast and athletic, so, I mean, I, I guess it helps him in college, but this is the, this is another level. I mean, you're gonna have guys like Travis Kelsey come at you, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, he'll I mean, be up in the face I mean, too. I mean, in division alone, he's got to against uh, Goddard uh, against the Eagles. I mean, bro, you're gonna be facing somebody in the middle. You ain't gonna be having to wait for you. You got to do something before they come up to you. Right, exactly. Chip, what about you? Uh, I mean, I I can only agree with Roger. Uh, with this, I mean, he he was okay in college, you know. I mean, pretty good in college, uh, but you know, like Roger said, th- this is a whole nother level, and you're gonna have people like Travis Kelsey coming at you. That they're just gonna bull rush you to get to where they want to go. Uh, so you need to be proactive, proactive, and not reactive. Um, which in college he was very reactive and very less proactive yeah so. which mean which mean in college you can get away with being reactive you know yeah not, right not necessarily that in today's nfl you can't be um so next up at number 20 the new york giants select Kadarius tony wide receiver out of florida uh how do you guys feel about this one I mean, they definitely need receivers. <laughs> yeah, makes, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> it it does. You know, they're they're sold on Danny Dimes, so you know w- w- the best thing you could have done was to get him some weapons. Yeah, I'm telling you, watch in a couple of years when they finally get this team set up right, Danny Dimes will be good. I'm well, telling you. Yeah. Well, well, a good well the the good news is is that Saquon Barkley is going to be coming back this season. So, you know, yeah, right. I mean, he comes back they every don't. season, but he hurts yeah. himself. So, yeah. Yeah, but at least they have Devontae Booker there um, as the backup. Backup, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but um, the uh, Kadarius is actually really good in open field. Uh, I mean, you can say that about a lot of receivers, but he has good, like, he understands, he has good vision, he understands where people are coming from. Um, so mm-hmm. he knows how to be, like, prepared and ready. So, I mean, like, you let this guy, he's going to be a slot receiver. You let him get the little um, Wes Welker's, Julian Edelman style plays. I mean, he's going to be dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, uh, now, I was going to say, <laughs> in the offseason, the, uh, <laughs> the the Giants did sign Mike Glennon and Joe Webb. Um, Joe Webb the third. Who? Who? <laughs> Joe Webb the third. He, he, he actually uh, played for the Panthers and the Texans. And I think somebody else, uh, he was mostly a special teams player in Texas uh, or in Houston. Uh, the, the Giants also got John Ross from the Bengals, and they also yes. got uh, Kenny Galladay. Oof. They actually, and I mean, they still have Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. I mean, hey, the receiving core, they may be better than what we think. Right. Well, and they also got DeAndre Carter. Um, out of Houston as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean they're gonna they're gonna have a good rotation. I mean yeah as long as they can protect 
Danny Dimes, they're actually going to be able to make plays. Yeah, yeah the, I, I see him being pretty decent this season. Not great, but no, they're, they're going to be, be better. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be a step up from where they were last year. Right. I, yeah, maybe an even. Well, they can't be an even five hundred since they're doing seventeen games. Maybe. Right. Uh, yes, yeah. seven ten maybe. Very possible. It's the NFC East. Hell, fucking five and twelve. We could probably win that division. Shit. <laughs> yes, but I the only reason why I watched it one is because they had man Alex Smith on that on that center. Yeah, right. and and the Cowboys did not have Dak Prescott. No, um, that's yeah, that's definitely a different story. It's yeah. definitely different. Yes, if Dak is in, then it's definitely the Cowboys division. But but uh, it's also the Cowboys or, or Philadelphia. I, I I still have to see more out of Hurts first. Well, yeah, yeah. Either way, it's going to be interesting. So watch watch this division actually start becoming the best division again, like they were a few years ago. Right, right. <laughs> just out of nowhere again. Yeah, just to piss us off. Anyway, so at number twenty one, the Indianapolis Colts select. How do you that? How do you quitting? Quitting pay. Quitting pay. pay. Yeah. Defensive yeah. end out of Michigan. Um, he's literally the, probably the best defensive end in the in the whole draft. Okay. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Um, I, most of the analysts are saying that Quiddy Pay is actually the best player, all all around player, in the draft. Oof, oof. Uh, so he's now Chase Young. Yes, mm. yes. That, uh, that that does beg the question though: Why was he so low in this first round? You know, I mean, a lot of people didn't really need defensive ends, right? Well, I mean, a lot of people didn't. I mean, only Miami did. Besides them, and I mean. They knew that they were going to keep it local with uh, Phillips anyway, so right. it was good to sit on it. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Quiddy Pay's definitely one of the. One, I think he's going to give a big boost. I mean, you're going to Indianapolis. I mean, and any you, I mean, if you got this much hype and momentum coming into Indianapolis, automatically they're going to compare you to, to Dwight Freeney. So, yeah, you better be better than Dwight Freeney, or if on that same level, you know. Um, which... low key, I think Indianapolis wins the AFC South this year. Okay, they may. I mean, they right, did. Yeah, who they lost by one game, right, or two games? Uh, I think uh, I'd have to look. That but, was that yeah. big clear fluffle where like there was five teams vying for the finals play final three. Yeah, spots right. It was something weird like that. Yeah, Miami no, got uh, beat out, so fuck whatever. <laughs> but no, uh, Quiddy Pay. I mean, his only downfall is. The one thing that you need to be better at in the NFL and as hand positioning, because um, I mean, you know, you see some of these linemen like if you don't get the your hands in the right position against them, they'll throw you to the ground every time. Yep. Yeah, uh, I mean, other the, than that, I mean, he's a great chaser. Yeah. The so the Titans who won last year won the South last year, and the Colts had the exact same record, eleven and five. So it was a tiebreaker the game, pretty much. Pretty right. Much, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Now I. We haven't talked about them yet, but I believe that the uh, the Titans are. Did we? No, we're fixing we to. Them? We're about okay. to. We're about to. Yeah. Okay, I, I was going to say. Well, let's. I'll hold that thought for for the next. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, you know Quiddy Pay will be definitely a big uh, improvement to the Colts' defense. Uh, at It'll be 22, a starter. Yeah. Um, at number twenty-two, the Tennessee Titans select Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Vitek. Um, should be a good, you know, because Tennessee definitely needs to the boister their secondary, I think. Um, 
what are you thinking, Chip? What was your what was your initial um what was you what were you going um, to say? So I I I don't like this pick for the Titans. Um okay. and, and the reason I say that is because they lost so many key players on the offense. Yes. Um, yeah, a lot. Yeah, you know, they lost Johnu Smith, uh Adam Humphreys, Corey um, Davis. Corey Davis. You know, the literally the only receiver coming back that or the two receivers coming back that were anything last year are Cameron Batson and AJ Brown. AJ Brown, yeah. Well, they're not getting rid um, of AJ Brown. Not I mean if he go right. he, he may go in free agency one day, but they're not gonna get rid of him voluntarily. No. And um, you know, they they brought back Anthony Ferkser, the tight end. Uh, but I would have let him go and kept Johnu Smith if it was me. But right, um, I would too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, I, for sure. I but think he wanted way more money than anyone wanted to give. So right. Yeah. Um, I, I think that they they should have went with a uh, another receiver here because uh, the only defensive player that was anybody of name value that they lost was Malcolm Butler. Uh, so I guess this is just their replacement for Malcolm Butler. Uh, Desmond King too, uh, but he wasn't a key playmaker like Butler was. No, but that's because Butler was in more. But Desmond right. King was able to keep it his area cleaned. Yeah. Um, so my my thought that I was going to say when we were talking about the Colts is, I feel like the Titans are going to be worse than they were last year. Uh, they're definitely going to depend on the offense hard. They're going to have to depend on Derrick Henry even more. Yeah. Um, because you don't have those other key playmakers that Tannehill would throw to. Everybody's going to be doubling A.J. Brown now uh, even more than they were last year because they they don't have Jonu Smith. They don't have Adam Humphreys. Uh, they don't have um, Corey Davis to fill that gap. Yeah. Right. You know. No, I understand. So, like I, I agree with you. Like they definitely could have gone for a receiver here or maybe they're just hoping for a uh what do you call it? A uh a free agent. Pick up at, yeah, pick up in free agency. But I mean I don't know, man. Like they, they got Janoris Jenkins who's old too, so I mean Yeah, exactly. That's what it I'm was saying. hard they they didn't make smart plays in the offseason early on like they should have. Can mm. I throw a can I throw a scenario out there to you guys? Sure. No. Is there any possible chance, because based on what you just said, Chip, that you feel like the Titans are going to be a worse team this year, are the Titans going to be worse enough that they'll give up? Because I'm a firm believer that the Indianapolis Colts are probably going to win the AFC South as well. But are the Tennessee Titans going to be bad enough that they give up second place to either the Jaguars or the Texans? Don't give it up to uh, the Texans, most likely. I I don't know about that. Okay. I think they'll probably still come in second. Uh, also, they lost uh, Kenny Vaccaro in the uh, in well, I've got some. I've got some new breaking news. Um, Tennessee, Titan, Tennessee Titans fourth round pick uh, Rashad Weaver is facing assault charge in Pittsburgh after an April 18th incident in which the defensive end is accused of striking a woman. Wow. Yeah, man. So they may have so. just lost that whole pick already. Yep. So yes, so. Um, so not not looking like it's going to be their year, no, uh, at all. No. Um, also, uh, earlier I forgot to mention this, but um, 
when we're talking about the Lions, um, them picking up uh, help for uh, Jared Goff, they actually picked up uh, Rakeem Boyd. And for some of you who don't know who that is, he was actually on Last Chance U. Um, he ended up actually going to Arkansas, and he actually got picked up in, uh, as an undrafted free agent. Hell yeah. And he's actually really good. <laughs> awesome. Well, he wasn't Last Chance U. Uh, he played for Arkansas. There's not much we can do there. <laughs> right. Right. All right, so from there, we go to the number three, 23 pick, the Minnesota Vikings selecting Christian Derisaw, offensive tackle out of Vitek. Uh This was uh, this is from the uh, actually the uh, Seattle Seahawks via the New York Jets trade. Um, how are you guys feeling about this one? Definitely to help Dalvin Cook uh, with his running attack, obviously. Um, I would th- I would have thought they would have went more with defense, but. I mean, picking up, you know. Well, you also want somebody to, uh, you know, with him being an offensive tackle, you want somebody to be able to block uh, A for Dalvin Cook, but also give Kirk Cousins time in the slot. Yeah, and he's really good at um, creating space and making time for his quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, he's just he's really strong overall. I mean, he's 6'5", 322, so, I mean, he's a big boy. Um, but he's – Got he's like one of them, like he had more like some of the most like the most pancakes or something like that during the season or something like that. Right this year, like he was just knocking everybody over. Right. But then again, right. I mean he's gonna be playing for uh, the Vikings, so he's gonna be going against Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. most yeah. likely. So hey, uh, <laughs> welcome to the NFL, boys. Welcome to the NFL. <laughs> exactly. Yes. All right. At the number twenty four pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers select. Najee Harris running back out of Alabama. I mean, the best pick they had could have gone at that yeah, point. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they, they could have had. They they literally had like no running back on their roster. Oh yeah, that's an, that's another one that went to Arizona. James Conner. We forgot yeah. to mention that one. <laughs> They're literally picking up everybody, like scraping the mouth. Yeah, I mean them. they have they have Kalen Balaj, Trey Edmonds. Anthony McFarland Jr., Jalen Samuels, Benny Snell, and Derek Watt. I mean, and Derek Watt plays fullback, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, Najee Harris will definitely probably be their starter at this point. Uh, 100%. Oh, oh they're going to they're gonna put him in day one and be like, here you go. Steve, let, I mean, he, he's not their – He's not their biggest, but he's their strongest and fastest at this point, and which is oh, yeah. kind of surprising as a rookie. Right. I mean – I mean, maybe he'll be like James Conner's first year where he just surprised everybody and hopefully doesn't suffer the injuries. But, I mean, they're going to be really dependent on the running game with Big Ben's aging body. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, because, yeah. I mean, how long has Ben Roethlisberger going to keep going, man? Because this is what his – golly. 16th year? No, it's 18th. No, 19th because he was drafted in 2003, wasn't he? Oh, he came in the 2004 because he came in the same class as Eli and Philip Rivers. I thought that was 2004 class. 2004. There you go. 2004. Yeah. So it'd be his his 17th season, but it'd be technically his 16th playing because he was out of four seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, he's also had motorcycle accidents. He's had car wrecks. Uh, Yeah, he's just he had an emergency. Like, yeah, I mean, he's he's been he's a man that's been through some shit. Let me tell you. But no, uh, I, this this makes the most amount of sense for them. Um, I mean, 
I'm surprised Najee Harris went this late, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Like, I figured a team like Washington could have used him. I figured Los Angeles would have probably uh, picked him up. The the Titans should have picked him up Titan- to give some relief to Derrick Henry. That would you know, be. I mean, but they have Jeremy McNichols, who's I mean, they really do, good. But, but Najee Harris right behind, like that one two punch together. It would be the new. It would be the new Dash and Smash Brothers. Uh, like, yeah, it was, yeah. But it, like, remember, uh, you remember we were in uh, Carolina used to have that. It was Jonathan Stewart and uh, D'Angelo Williams. Yep. Uh, they, you know, and then they got Cam Newton to run that read option with them, and they were unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would no. Ryan Tannehill running a read option though. No, no. But <laughs> I'm saying like Najee Harris is also a really good. He's a good receiving running back. Um, Derrick Henry's okay, um, but I think. But like, like I said, I think he would have been better going to Tennessee, especially over Kale Farley. I mean, we already talked about that situation, but yeah. right. um, does. Pittsburgh got a steal right here for sure, one hundred percent. Because if if you think about it, uh, just this is how Najee Harris finished his career at Alabama. He finished his career as the all-time leader in rushing yards, the all-time leader in total scrimmage yards, and the all-time leader in touchdowns. So he had, when he finished in Alabama, he had 3,843 total yards, uh, rushing yards, 4,624 total scrimmage yards, and 57 touchdowns as a running back. Jesus Christ. It's a monster. And he's only 6'1". So, I mean, he's a little undersized, but he's still a monster. Yeah. Yeah, he's, no, he's actually 6'2", 230 pounds. Yeah, but I mean. But compared him to Derrick Henry, how, like, Derrick Henry's like what six three? Like Derrick Henry's big? tall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he like Derrick Henry's like six five, I think. Oh, okay. Derrick Henry's six three, two forty seven. There's no way he's six three, as big as he is out there. I am I, I'm just <laughs> I, I only read the statistics that they give me at Wikipedia. <laughs> I was say though when he's standing up there, he is literally the tallest guy on the field most of the time. I know. Like it's ridiculous. He ain't on six three. That's definitely six five. The magic of television, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, um, but we're gonna go from Najee Harris to a, a probably the second best running back that was in the draft at twenty five. The Jacksonville Jaguars selected Travis. I'm gonna butcher this last name. Is it Etney? Etney. Okay. Yeah. All right. Travis Etney, the running back out of Clemson. Um, the first Clemson player that was taken off the board. Um, nope. Second. No, second. Wait. Who was the other one? Let me go. The Trevor Lawrence. 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 There you go. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so right this, now, ladies and gentlemen, please excuse me. So, this literally, you know, reunited uh, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etney. I um, mean, they would, they'd even get separated. Like, they're literally just transitioning right to the next level together. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous that this actually happened. Is he going to be, but is he going to get them first team reps? That's going to be because we yes. already know Trevor Lawrence. I, I mean, he'll be, he'll be, he'll probably get the second down place. I mean, him and uh, Robinson will swap, like, switch depending on the formation a right. lot. Well, they also have Carlos Hyde, which, eh. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, he ain't uh, bad. Uh, he ain't. Good, but he ain't bad. I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, last year he did actually a lot better than usual. Um, yeah, his, Carlos Hyde issues that he doesn't. He literally doesn't know how to go north south. He's yeah. east and west for a reason. Right. But right. I, mean, I mean, he's not as good as he was when he when he went when he was in Cleveland. You know, which he had well, one he, I good mean, year in Cleveland, and then he had he did okay in Houston too. But I mean, his his best year was actually in Houston. Yeah, that yeah, was his only thousand yard rushing. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. was he? 
Yeah, because when, when the, they had, I mean, he, he was basically. Didn't he play at uh, the 49ers? He actually started with the 49ers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, he I was played, trying to think about the other team. He played four seasons for the 49ers, uh, one season for Cleveland, one season for Jacksonville, uh, one season for Houston, Houston, one season for Seattle, and now he's back with Jacksonville. Yeah. There you go. So. All right, the next one we're going to talk about is number 26, Cleveland Browns getting Greg Newsom II, cornerback out of Northwestern. How are you guys feeling about this one? Um, I mean, they are – the Browns' defense got definitely better. Um, this just adds more to them. Um, exactly. Like, like, I don't really see them uh, – their biggest issue is that they let deep bombs go down that's pretty much how they got beat a lot. Um, but Greg Newsom is actually, uh, Newsom is actually really fast and, um, he's really good at reading. Uh, he's an off coverage man. So he's really good at reading where the zone and where the play is going to be. Uh, he's not good at catching, which was, I mean, that's all right. Just break up the ball. Uh, but no, I think that's the, probably the best pick they had for what their scheme is overall. Right. And with Des Ward coming back and with, uh, um, Again, Miles, Williams. Yeah, Miles Garrett, you know, still in that defense. And, um, you know. Well, and they just re signed Rashard Higgins as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cleveland's going to be one to, to, to the, the people going to need to watch out for this season, you know. Which, well, I was going to uh, say they added Jadavion Clowney, Troy Hill, Malik Jackson, John Johnson, Takaris McKinley. Uh, Greg Sennett, Anthony Walker Jr., and Malik McDowell. There you go. Yeah, Malik McDowell hasn't played yet at all because uh, he's had a lot of issues off the field. Right. Uh, but also, uh, I know we're not talking about the team, but uh, apparently the New England Patriots declined Sonny Michelle's fifth-year option, but they pick up Isaiah Wynn's fifth-year option. Really? Oh, wow. Which makes no sense because Sonny no. Michelle's your best running back right now. Yeah. Oh, oh, God in heaven. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll move on. From hey, here. Let, let him go somewhere else. Let him yeah, go let somewhere him else. Let him go That's somewhere fine. else. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at number 27, the Baltimore Ravens select Rashad Bateman, running, I'm sorry, not running back, wide receiver from Minnesota. Um, another weapon for uh, Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson. I think that this is good because he needs some, some, some damn good weapons other than, uh, other than Hollywood Brown. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, hold on. The Ravens literally had the fewest receiving yards. Yeah, but also, you think this offseason they added Sammy Watkins as well. Yeah. Yeah, but they they also don't – they had the – like their passing offense was last in the league. Like, I I mean, you can add these weapons, but we all all talk about this. As long as you stop uh, Lamar Jackson from running – it don't matter who you have out there. Yeah, and uh, they lost a lot of key players too. Um, they lost RG three. Um, they lost. <laughs> I, he was a key player for that team. Did he play at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, played. he played. He played quite a bit. Um, but they also lost Mark Ingram Jr., Yannick Njoku, uh. Uh, Jerron Curse and uh, Willie Sneed. 
yeah, they actually did lose a lot of pieces that mattered. Yeah. Um. Oh, and they also lost uh, Chris Moore, which was a, a wide receiver they had. They lost him to Houston, which is really weird. Right. Um. And also, I mean, Rashad Bateman, it, he's an average sized receiver at this point. Uh, they may put him at the slot, but he's only six foot one ninety, so he's undersized, really, in my opinion. Now, especially how receivers are nowadays. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't expect everybody to be a DK Metcalf or anything, but <laughs> DK Metcalf's a rarity, though. You know, like, I yeah, mean, man, that's that's a Hulk running. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when your neck muscles have neck muscles, not nah, like. <laughs> um, but no, um, he's he's really good at accelerating, and um, he's actually not afraid of contact, which I think will help him, um, especially when it comes to jump ball situations or when Lamar Jackson's scrambling. I know he he's probably going to go to a zone where he knows he's going to have to take a hit to catch the ball. Which I think is what a lot of the receivers in um, Baltimore didn't do was they didn't go find the open spot and were willing to take a hit. Yeah, um, a- another player that was added to uh, the the Ravens this offseason, which I find f- ironic, is Brian Corey. He played in the XFL. Oh, nice. What position does he play? Uh, he is a. Is he a lineman? Well, it's uh, LS. I'm not sure what that means. Long snapper. Long, Long snapper. snapper. Okay. okay, so he was a line. Okay, I was like, yeah. I feel like he was playing the line somewhere, but yeah. 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 Uh, but so, yeah, all right. I mean, I, I, he's not going to make an he's going to make an impact, but it's not going to be big or major. Um, like I said, I think his best bet is going to be running to a spot and just taking a hit. Uh, he's very physical, so I mean. He's undersized, so I'm hopefully getting some muscle to, because I mean these boys out here hit. We know that. Yeah, they do. They really do. They throw around to the wrong linebacker, and he's gonna just get his head taken off. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the NFL, kid. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. So next on the list, at number twenty-eight, the New Orleans Saints select Peyton Turner, defensive end out of Houston. Um. I mean, obviously. I think the story with the Saints is that Drew Brees is no longer there. Um, and, you know, there's the there's the talk. Is it going to be Taysom Hill? Is it going to be um, Jameis Winston? Um, but it could, be, it could be Trevor Simeon. <laughs> it could be Trevor Simeon. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I mean. I doubt that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, stranger things have happened. I mean, hell, the fucking – Las Vegas could start Nathan Peterman. Uh, <laughs> Who? <laughs> right. But how do you guys feel about this one, particularly with uh, with uh, the Saints drafting a defensive player? Oh, he's gonna, he's filling in right for um, what's his name? Uh, Trey Hendricks, uh, Hendrickson, who left. Yeah, uh, he went to Cincinnati, and he's literally going to fill in right there. Uh, this kid is super strong. He's very good at getting inside and outside. Um, and I mean. They got to play Tom Brady twice a year minimum. So if you're going to get somebody to rattle Tom Brady, which is hard to do, but I think this guy has the ability to get to him and cause enough pressure to make some of those Tom Brady mistakes that we saw last season. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Get get him tap like what Stephen A. said, get him tap dancing like old Gregory Hines. <laughs> but, like, if you think about it, like, you got this guy who's pretty young overall, but then you also have Cam Jordan still chugging along i mean this line is just going from being great to being great again like they're not really losing a step in my opinion i don't think they are either no absolutely not no and uh it looks like they only lost like two 
key players. Um, yeah, I mean, they didn't really lose much. I mean, uh, they lost Drew... to Norris Jenkins uh, and Emmanuel Sanders. And then, obviously, you know, the obvious Drew Brees retiring. Drew Brees and Trey Hendrick- Hendrickson leaving two for Cincinnati. But, yeah. I mean, overall, uh, I, I mean, the the biggest impact, obviously, is going to be who will be quarterback. But their defense is pretty much going to be the same. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, because they still got Lattimore. Um, is Eli Apple still with him, or did he uh, go into free agency? I'm not sure on that. Yeah, one, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure because uh, I know Von Bell uh, left, and he ended up going as a free agent to the Cincinnati Bengals. I know that. Um, I don't see Eli Apple on their roster. Okay, according to Wikipedia. Uh, breaking news: Former NFL wide receiver Chad Johnson set to fight on the undercard of the Mayweather versus Logan Paul match. Mm, okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> Who's he fighting, Nate Robinson? Hey, he might lose that one now. <laughs> right? Uh, Eli Apple actually plays for the Bengals now. Oh, okay. Cincinnati snatching up all these mm-hmm. people. Damn, they're really trying to come back. Having all hey. of the fucking uh, but you know what this, players. You know what this means, though, right? That means they believe that Joe Burrows will be back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So from there, at number 29, the Green Bay Packers select Eric Stokes, uh, cornerback out of Georgia. Uh, how you guys feeling about this particular one? Uh, I mean, they needed some more help on that defense. So, yeah, I mean, this... Jerry Alexander is the only one that was good on their <laughs> secondary. Right. Yeah. yeah. So definitely getting Eric Stokes is definitely a boister to their secondary. Um, with every, I mean, with everything, especially with everything going on with the Packers right now, especially with Aaron Rodgers, not exactly sure where he's going to go if he right. decides to leave. Um, he 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 literally said that he will retire before he plays another snap for the Packers. He's right. going to do the Brett Favre and retire and go sign with another team. Right. It might end up being the Broncos. I mean, that's what everyone's saying, that the Broncos are going to end up being the one to get him. Yeah, oh. they're calling it another Peyton Manning situation. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So uh, the thing with Eric Stokes is that he's he's not disciplined enough yet. Um, in college, you know, they let him get away with being like, you know, bumping and hand fighting a lot. And you know how the NFL is really weird with rules like that. So right. I think that's going to be his issue. And I don't think uh, LaFleur is a good enough coach to entice him to be better at that. No. Uh, like that's somebody like this is the kind of guy you would have expected Andy Reid to pick up. Nice pissed. <laughs> Somebody's mad. Uh, yeah, but uh, um, if he can keep the hand to hand limitations better, one. what? Yeah, I mean it's, you're right. <laughs> if, if he can, uh, if he can keep that hand to hand limitation, then you know he'll be a good pickup. But yeah, you know he. Uh, we he know doesn't have that mistake a lot. So yeah, he doesn't have that discipline at all. No. Um, but since Talon has stepped away, uh, we'll bump on to the next one. And uh, with pick number thirty, the Buffalo Bills picked up defensive end out of Miami, Gregory Rousseau. Uh, I, that Which just is... boisters <laughs> their defense even more. Uh, and I don't think they they didn't lose anybody. In Nobody major, not that I can think of. Uh-uh. Which is weird because, like, the, the 
how good Buffalo was, they weren't that great at generating any real pressure if they didn't rush more than four people, which is really weird to think about how great the defense was, but they just, I guess they played back enough to cause enough disruption in the field, but they couldn't really get the pressure they wanted. Yeah, and to me, the only um, real hiccup they're going to have is the fact that they signed Mitch Trubisky, and they're calling him the possible starter, uh, which, which makes, is stupid. Yes. No sense. Why are you going to – you literally had the guy who would, who probably was actually – most likely should have gotten the MVP at that in last year, but – Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, well, I mean, obviously, when we talk about Buffalo, you know, that I mean, definitely they they're a team that literally was on the rise for a couple of years. And then, bam, they finally hit at the right point. And, you know, a legitimate argument can be made that they could have beaten Kansas City in the AFC championship game last year, you know, and it could have been, you know, it could have been Buffalo versus Tampa Bay, you know, Um like my thing is like in in the Bills front office mind, they're like, Oh, we're gonna take this guy who is literal trash and was drafted a couple years ago, was already benched on his own team and then traded away by that team after being brought like they literally jumped up to draft you and they gave you away already. Instead of this guy who's taken us to the playoff two years in a row now. Right. Right. I mean, unless all this uh, is just lip service, I don't know what the fuck they thinking. I don't know. I, I just looked it up, and so on March 18th of this year, 2021, Trubisky signed a one-year deal with the Buffalo Bills, and it says to back up Josh Allen. So as long as they keep him at that backup position, um, okay. You're right. Uh, but I mean, backups back up. Right. You know, uh, his uh, his best season – Record-wise, uh, was his sophomore year in Chicago where they went eleven and three. Uh, he passed for three thousand two hundred and twenty-three yards uh, for uh, twelve touchdowns. So that's that, he's literally not passed for more than twelve touchdowns his entire career. And Josh Allen here throwing about twenty a, a season, right? Uh, Crazy. Yeah, yeah. But no, so, like, which weird though that season that they went eleven and three. They only lost, I think, two of the games they lost, and the one playoff game they lost was because of Cody Parkey's horrible kicking. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So they could have had a better record and probably would have went to the Super Bowl, which is weird to think about that Mitch Trubisky could have been to the Super Bowl that early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like Darko winning the uh, NBA title before LeBron, Kobe, or LeBron D. Wade and them, you know. Like wait, he won a title before Watson, and no, that no, you know. But anyway, oh, what a weird ass scenario that would have been. Would have never yeah. the end of it. <laughs> Josh Allen actually owns twelve different Bills franchise records, and they're and let's say and they got somebody else to really like this. Like, yeah, it's lip service. It, 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 it's it has, something that it has it, to be, you know. Nevertheless, uh, we go from that. To number thirty-one, which was <laughs> a trade for the can, which the uh, the Baltimore Ravens ended up getting for, for the Kansas from the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm going to butcher this name. I know I am. Uh, Odafi Owa, 
away. Odafe. Sure. Odafe away. Odafe away. Awafe away. Oh. Defensive yeah. end out of Penn State. <laughs> um, he's a well, he's an outside linebacker technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, boisterous the defense. Uh, you already got literally just you know a few you know spaces back. One, two, three, four, four. You know, four spaces back. You ended up yeah, four spaces back. You got a, your wide receiver. So you know now you're going to boister up your defensive uh, line. Um, well, how you guys feeling about this one? They need it because yeah. they lost three of their main, like, offensive – I mean, not offensive, but defensive pressure guys. Right. They lost uh, Matt Judon, uh, Yannick uh, Njoku. Njoku, yeah. And then Jihad Ward. Yeah. He, oh, he went to the Jaguars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's going to be a starter for sure. Um, <laughs> um, he'll probably play Devon Miller role. Uh, edge rusher outside on three four. It'd be linebacker. So I mean, it just depends on the scheme, right? Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, he'll definitely get he'll definitely get the starting spot. I think, um, provided that they you know use him correctly in that scheme. Um, and then the final pick of the first round, pick number thirty two, to the temp, to the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, Joe Tryon. Defensive end out of Washington. How do you guys feel about this one? Um, I mean, he's, I mean, he's going to be behind uh, Jason Pierre-Paul pretty much. So he's going to learn from somebody really good, right? Exactly. World champion. Uh, and, you know. Yeah, but I mean, like, like we talked about before, Tampa Bay pretty much brought everybody back. This right here is just a learning. Like this kid is going to be learning behind some of the best players, which is a gift for him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, they what the the Bucks lost two two players. Uh, they lost Joe Haig to the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and Andrew Adams to the Eagles. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, but like they brought back ninety eight percent of their starters. So. Yeah, <laughs> right. They brought back Shaq Griffin, Antonio Brown, uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Monte <laughs> I mean, David, damn, and Dominican Sue, Dominican Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, like, I mean, they literally brought back everybody that mattered. Yeah, right, definitely. And then this kid's gonna learn behind a lot of the best defensive players that is in the NFL right now. Right, and he's got a really great size. I mean, six five and two fifty nine. So I mean, he like he's gonna be the same like. Uh, Away, you know, he's gonna be that Von Miller role on three fours and four three schemes. It just depends on what they play, and he's gonna be learning. I mean, he'll probably be in on like first, I mean, a second down play here and there, uh, just to get some field time. But I mean, just learn behind these people, <laughs> right? It's crazy. And in this, in the first, just in the first round, they of, of all the teams that we discussed, um, 12 players were drafted out of SCC schools. Seven were drafted out of Big Ten schools. Six were drafted out of ACC schools. Three from the Pac-12. Two from the American Conference. One from the an Independent, which was BYU, and one from the <laughs> Missouri Valley Football Conference, which was Trey Lance, obviously. Um, and uh, yeah, but pretty much the SEC pretty much took over this whole entire draft with 65 uh mainly mainly Alabama. Yeah, no, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um 
10 picks. I was going to uh, say from Alabama. It was it was between Alabama and Ohio State for the most uh selections from most colleges with multiple draft selections. Well, and as as it has been for the past several years, you know, um as much as we all might hate to to say it the SEC is the dominant conference when it comes to college football. Um that's where people pay the most attention for whatever reason there are better schools or better football programs that just don't get the attention. This is just my opinion. Um, but that just don't get the attention that the sec gets or, you know, I mean, you're now getting, you know, attention from the big 10 and the ACC, but I mean, the ACC has pretty much been winning championships the last few years. So, right. Right. And then when you look at non sec teams, and how many people, how many draft selections that they had? Ohio State had ten selections. Notre Dame had nine selections. Michigan had eight selections. Penn State and Pittsburgh both had six. Uh, BYU, Clemson, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Oregon, Stanford, Texas, uh, USC, and UCF all had five. So, you know, that's you know, I mean, so really, like as far as like big time SEC teams. Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU, and Kentucky were the ones that everybody picked from this year. Um, you know, not to say that there's not great players that come out of these uh, conferences. That's not what we're saying, but we are saying that there's always that underlining, you know, gem that you can find. You know, I mean, I mean, look, the the, the third overall pick was from North Dakota State. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, they play. You know, he played in the same conferences, uh, you know, like the University of North Dakota, Northern Iowa, you know, Western Illinois, Youngstown State, like teams that like not big teams on anybody's radar. But I mean, I mean, what else are you going to do in Fargo, North Dakota? You know, you know what I mean? Uh, I still feel like that that's a Division two team that just somehow snuck its way and made it say, yeah, we're Division one. <laughs> right, like Appalachian State somehow snuck into Division One play. Yeah, like it's like no, y'all, you ain't really y'all Division Two. Get out of here. Yeah. Although it was, I mean, big not too long ago. Again, you're right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, not too long ago, Appalachian State was in the same division as the Mox. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now I don't even know what I don't even know what division they're they're in. I don't even know what conference they're in anymore. I don't I don't think they're in. The, Appalachian State. Yeah, I don't think they're in SoCon anymore. They might be. I don't know. No, they're not. They moved up. Uh, Hold on. Look them up real quickly, like. (laughs) Yep. Well, that's it for the, I guess, the first round of this. Um, I mean, there was a lot of of stuff that we knew was going to happen, stuff that made sense, Um, some random stuff happening. Chicago actually did good. The Lions did good. Right. It, weird to me to hear say those words. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, so yeah. Epi State actually is in the Sun Belt Conference. Sun Belt Conference. Okay. Uh, Sun Belt. Yeah. Division which, one. It. it yeah. It's it's division di- one. It's a division one. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was say division one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's Appalachian State, Arkansas State, Coastal Carolina, Georgia Southern, Georgia State. University of Arkansas at Little Rock, University of Louisiana at Lafayette, 
University of Louisiana at Monroe, University of South Alabama, Texas State University, University of Texas Arlington, and Troy University are all in that Sun Belt State or Sun Belt Conference. Hmm. The only one I'm like, maybe Troy, but I mean, I just remember like, um, you know, Troy would always be the one that like that would give like Auburn and Alabama like headaches, and then they just like, hey, we'll we 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 look like we we can possibly beat them, and then they just mop the floor with them in the second half, like seventy to three or some shit. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of obviously uh, Appy State, Coastal Carolina, and Georgia Southern. Yeah, from like March Madness, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the most important ones. Um, but. I, I, do you guys want to go and talk about maybe a couple of other teams, a couple of the players that we picked up as far as our teams go, as far as Miami, Denver, and Houston? Because we didn't talk any Houston, so I w- wanted to get Chip's opinion on his, uh, his maybe maybe a pick that the Houston uh, Texans have picked. Um, uh, well, I was going to say, uh, I'll run down the list of the Broncos' uh, picks, and we'll just get Rogers. Uh, <laughs> uh his his thoughts per se yep on that <clears throat> uh so the broncos picked up cornerback patrick sartain out of alabama running back javante willem williams out of north carolina uh center uh quinn morens out of wisconsin whitewater what in the hell is that the Definitely wisconsin division, inter- <laughs> division three third division three no way. Yes, no sir. Way. Trash. Trash. Uh, <laughs> Baron Browning, linebacker out of Ohio State. Caden Stearns, safety out of Texas. Jamar Johnson, safety out of Indiana. Seth Williams, wide receiver from Auburn. Kerry Vincent Jr., quarterback, L- cornerback, LSU. Jonathan Cooper, defensive end, Ohio State. Marquise Spencer, defensive end, Mississippi State. Hey, look at that. Not a single quarterback. <laughs> nope. I think, uh, so if it was, I think the best player you guys picked up was Caden Stearns out of Texas. Uh, I mean, and, Baron Brown is pretty good too. Yeah. Um. So. Right. Uh, well, I mean, Seth Williams, he can be good. Uh, he's tall uh, receiver. I mean, we got some good later on picks, but yeah, like I'm still so mad that our first two picks. Right. Right. Like we got a running back. Oh, you mean after we let Philip Lizzie go? Exactly. Like, like man, <laughs> oof. Oof. Um wanna fight somebody. You wanna, you wanna right. dump them on the spot. <laughs> what oh, would you definitely what what letter grade would you give the the, the Broncos draft class? A C. A C. Okay. Um, all right. So we'll move on from there. We'll go to Miami. So, Talon, your picks were Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama, Jalen Phillips, defensive end out of Miami, uh, Jevin or Javon Holiday, safety out of Oregon, Liam Eichenberg, offensive tackle out of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Hunter Long, tight end out of Boston College. Larnell Coleman, offensive tackle out of UMass, and uh, Jared Dokes, the running back out of Cincinnati. Yes. Uh, how do you feel about this? 
I, um, considering the fact that we had five picks in the first three rounds, I was really happy about, and then we didn't do anything until round seven where we got, you know, two picks at 231 and then 244. Um, I'm, I'm happy with the selections that we made. Um, I'm glad that we did get Jalen Waddle. Um, I would have preferred Panay Sewell, but I understand why we went with the explosiveness of Jaden Waddle. So I'm happy about that. Um, happy with a Jalen, the Jalen Phillips pick, um, the Javon Holland pick, um, is a good one from the standpoint that he can learn under guys like, you know, Byron Jones and X. Um, Hunter Long, the tight end out of uh, Boston College, is a pretty cool addition from the standpoint that we do, you know, center a, a majority of the offense around our tight ends with guys like Smythe and Durham. Um, and I do think that that's going to be almost be our bread and butter in a sense. Um I would say if I had to give it an overall grade, I'd probably say, ugh, see, I don't want to be a homer, but at the same time, I can't really find any bad picks in this whole draft. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, because if I, I would say a plus plus, but that, that would be a homer pick. Um, but if I'm giving myself a realistic grade, I'd probably say maybe an a minus, um, because you don't know exactly like how good they're 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 going to be, so just to placate and just to be more conservative, I'll just say A minus. So I think you know. What about you guys? How do you guys feel about this particular? How about our particular draft? Definitely better than my picks. Uh, but I'd say, um, I'd say probably a. B plus. I feel like you guys should have gone for an offensive lineman earlier. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Jip? Um, I mean, so I, I, I think you guys did pretty okay. Um, I, uh, letter grade, personally, I would say probably a B. Now, um, I did just look it up, and um, by the the analytics they were given a overall grade of C okay. for their their draft, um, and then the Broncos. Real F, quick. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> F. F minus, like the lowest grade. Can we get a G? <laughs> a G. For get out of here. <laughs> Go home. Uh, the Denver Broncos were given a. Hopefully they weren't even a grade at all. Watch them have a higher grade than the Dolphins, though. Be stupid. Um, the Bengals actually drafted ex- a place they, kicker. They, they were given a C plus. There you go. Told you, <laughs> not my much. Yep the uh, the Broncos were given a C plus. So there's that. Uh, all right, now the Houston Texans. Let's talk about it. Um, so we actually only had five picks. Uh, we did some trading around and, uh, only ended up with five picks with our first pick. We picked, uh, Stanford quarterback Davis Mills. Um, now I am not, I will be honest. I, I don't know much about the kid. Um, he only played. I think 11 games, his entire um, 
No, he started 11 games. Yeah, he, he started 11 games his entire college career. Uh, however, he finished the season completing um, 158 of 241 uh, passes for 1,960 1, yards, 11 touchdowns, and five interceptions. Um, and that was the school record uh, there uh, at Stanford. Uh, he set the record for 504 passing yards in a single game. Oh, wow. Um, so uh, that was our first pick. Second pick was uh, wide receiver out of Michigan, Nico Collins. I think this was probably the the best pick, maybe second best pick that, that we got. Uh, because with our third pick, we picked up uh, Brevin Jordan, the tight end out of uh, University of Miami. Um which I, I kind of was a little iffy on at first until I watched a little bit of tape because on our roster already, we have a shit ton of tight ends. Uh, we have Jordan Aikens, Farrell Brown, Khalil Waring, uh, Paul Quisenberry, Ryan Izzo, and Anthony uh, Ocularre. Uh, wait, so adding... come out, come out. You guys don't have felts anymore? Who? Uh, the tie, the the one that always. God. Dar- oh, Darren Fells. Darren Fells. No, yeah. uh, no, he went. Um, where in the hell did he go? Darren Fells. Uh, he he's actually just a free agent. He hasn't oh, okay. signed anywhere. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I I was a little iffy about that, but I think this kid's gonna be pretty good. Uh, he's probably gonna not be the starter, but he'll probably be like the number two tight end for the team. Uh, then we picked up uh, Garrett Wallow, the linebacker out of TCU, yep. which I think was a pretty good uh, pickup. And then Roy Lopez, defensive tackle out of Arizona. You had to have somebody to um, replace JJ Watt. Right. Um, so I would give our overall uh, draft a B um, just because you know we we did pick up some some key players that we needed you know uh, Nico Collins the wide receiver out of Michigan and uh, Roy Lopez the defensive tackle out of Arizona uh, I think those are going to be you know two starters that we'll have from the get-go uh, now overall uh, we were given an A minus for our draft, um, but I think the Texans really went with familiarity and not um, position needs. Yeah, I, I, I was I was feeling that too. It was more familiarity. Um, I do think that Nico Collins is definitely the best player that you picked up, um, and you know Jordan, obviously, you know. You know, fan of him being being a hurricane, um, you already have way too. You're oversaturated at tight end. You know, I do like the Walla pick uh, out of TCU and the Lopez pick because it does help boister the defense. And you need a boister defense at this point. Um, the Davis Mills selection. Okay, who is your who was your normal backup? Who was your backup quarterback before dra- before Davis Mills was drafted? It was um, AJ McCarron, but he just signed with the uh, 
Atlanta Falcons. Okay, so right there. So if if but for whatever I, reason Deshaun Watson does not play this season, are you guys going to throw the rookie into the fire and see what happens, or will you sign another free agency? You know, well, and, we've already signed Tyrod Taylor. Okay, then uh, Tyrod's probably going to be your guy then. I, I believe Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starter. Uh, we also signed Ryan Finley. He was the backup in um, Cincinnati. Right. Uh, and then we just drafted Davis Mills. Okay. Um, and I think with them drafting Davis Mills, that's a key sign that they will be moving on from Deshaun Watson at some point, uh, whether it be during this season or next offseason. Um, if they do it during this season, they get to recoup every bit of his contract because they they could basically say that his off-field antics were um, bad for the team. Yeah, conduct, uh, conduct detrimental to the team, as they would put it. Right. Um, so there's that. Yeah. Roger, I, I think, think? I, I was going to say real quick, I think Davis Mills is probably going to be that project quarterback for Pep Hamilton where – uh, if they move on from Deshaun Watson, like I think they will, and like most people think they will, he will probably be the starter next year, unless they pick up um the kid out of North Carolina. Um, give me two seconds. I cannot remember his name. Um. You're talking about the way too early mock drafts? Yes, uh, but uh, by all uh, intents and purposes, um, this kid, and I can't remember his name, which is very fucking terrible of me. <clears throat> is his name Tyler Shogue out of Oregon, the quarterback? No. Okay. It, it's out of um, North Carolina. Uh, where? Why, why is it not showing me there? current roster uh i feel so stupid right now no it's okay it's okay who do you say it was nc state or just north carolina it's north carolina quarterback out of north carolina i don't know it's not showing me his current their current roster uh Well, I'm on WalterFootball.com, and uh, according to this, um, if things go um, in in, the, in, the, in this particular mock draft, um, they got you guys actually with the number one overall pick, taking a kid by the name of Tyler. Uh, I don't doubt that at all. Uh, taking a kid by the name of Tyler Schro, uh out of um, let's see. Okay, so I, I just got that one. Uh, <clears throat> no, it's um. Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Yeah, Sam Howell. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's six foot one, 225 pounds. Uh, and he, uh, as of right now, he is the consensus number one quarterback in the, uh, the outcome in, in uh, college football right now. Yeah. Coming into the 20, 
Yeah. 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 So uh, this is going to so. be definitely an interesting uh, season, depending on how these rookies, you know, do and things. And uh, hopefully, I mean, people coming back from injury, people coming back from, you know, it, 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 last year was just an insane year. Definitely an unpredictable year, depending on if you go back and you listen to some of the Are You Ready for Some Football episodes, we definitely um, got some stuff wrong. Um, Chip is never, ever going to pick the Cardinals to win a game ever again because, in his words, fuck Kyler Murray. Uh, (laughs) He might now. He might now. I don't know. Uh, We'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, That being said, Uh, you know what's ironic? I was going to say, you know what's ironic? Uh, you guys do not have a first round draft pick next year. The Dolphins, the do? Dolphins, hmm. do not. You traded it to Philadelphia. Yeah, we did. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. You guys picked 27. Oh, right now, uh, according to the mock draft, you guys will pick 27th uh, via the trade with San Francisco. Okay. We'll definitely see what happens there. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you all enjoyed us rambling on about football today um, and about the about the uh, NFL draft recap. Uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting season the way everything turns out, and um, hopefully the Broncos, the Dolphins, and the Houston Texans all have good seasons this upcoming season. But they're all in the AFC, so two of them have to go down. Uh <laughs> Or will all three end up going down? Because fuck, it's fucking the Bills and the fucking Chiefs. Why not? That being said, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Chip, Roger, anything y'all want to say before we get out of here tonight? Um, As always, check out movementradio.us. It is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. And if you so happen to be listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please, please leave us a five-star review. It does zero for us monetarily. Only it helps get our podcast out to a broader audience thanks to Apple's algorithm. For whatever reason, they go off of reviews to push it out to people that haven't searched for it and listened to it. Absolutely. Uh, anything cool coming to the Patreon channel, Roger, that we need to be that you need to let the people know about? I mean, obviously, we're still going to continue the uh, saga of Eminem. Uh, and then. For a dollar, you can just hear us pretty much fanboy over Eminem's work <laughs> through the ages. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what we're doing. <laughs> right. right. Actually, the, uh, what's ironic is um, two days after this, you hear this episode, you can click over to patreon.com and listen after to what? us talk about the Eminem show. Hello. Oh, he cut out. Oh, here you go. All right. Two days after what now? Uh, as I say, two days after you listen to this episode where we talk about the NFL draft, you can listen to us talk about the Eminem show. Yes, number three. That would be episode three of Rap Rewind. Yes, definitely go check that out. A um, couple of quick shout-outs before we get out of here tonight. Shout-out to my good buddy Sean Thompson over at Thompson Personal Training. He is offering a very special deal, $40 for one hour. $40 for a one-hour session some of the you know some of the best workouts you can get in cardio strength and conditioning it's all there you guys you know you're going to enjoy it you're going to put it if you put forth the work you'll get the results it's an amazing workout um $40 a session you can't beat it um also shout out to our good friends Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation podcast 
twitch.tv uh, slash Unleashed Demon. Go check out our buddy Ivan Montanez over there doing big things over there on Twitch. And uh, once again, we love you guys, and we thank you guys for all the love and support you've given us here on this uh, platform. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Something About Sports. Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. Patreon.com, movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.